This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. We're a podcast. Look what we can do. We chat about films, TV, music, too. And we can talk for way too long. Mommy, wow. We're a podcast now. Yeah. Wow, your voice. I did a little. Your uh, juvenile voice. That's a juvenile really voice. Creepy. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, I did. Thank you, Joel. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. What? Oh, no. Z- Zach. Well, um, Zach. Listener, we have a little announcement. After Zach's debacle last week with his... Uh, <laughs> Some people liked it. With his hatred of both We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions. He had a good intro. He did have a good intro, but after that, uh, we got some really bad you know, feedback from you guys saying that was that was very bad of him, so we put him in timeout. Yeah. For how many weeks? Uh, one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Zach uh, could not be here tonight, no. so we are joined with a guest, Terry. Hi, I'm here. Hey, hey, Terry. Terry. How's it hey going? Guys. Terry Finlay. We I'm know back. Terry Finlay. I know. Terry, you were on our 100th episode. Yes, I was. Our first yeah. ever anniversary quiz show. Yes. That wasn't that long ago, right? Just four years ago. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. welcome back. I we're going to have it. you on every four years, if that's okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, down. That's good. That's great. <laughs> yeah, but I was going to say, Terry, which one would introduce you here at the beginning? Because, yes, Zach's fine. He's just not able to come with yeah. us. But uh, we want to bring up some comments from last week's episode, our Queen Show. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, Christine Western. Oh, Zach's mom. Related to Zach. Okay. She said, <laughs> brilliant episode. The opening is masterful. I agree with all of it. I especially agree with Joel's anger towards Zach. Oh, brilliant. she's on Love your it. side. No wonder you chose that comment. <laughs> <laughs> also, Sam Horn said, this was a tier one show until nobody put under pressure in their top five. Not even an honorable mention. Bacon Cell, you didn't stick the landing. You're being docked tier two. For the one song? Yes, yeah. which we did end up putting. If you look at our Spotify it's playlist, playlist. We, we all got to add two extra songs in there, and Under yes. Pressure definitely made the cut. And then Patrick Rhodes said, Tumbling Mustard is dead to me now. <laughs> Bacon Cell is one-third hosted by a ghost. Who hates We Will Rock You slash We Are The Champions? To quote the, the venerable Joe Bluth, come on! Don't worry, I'll probably forget about it all by next Monday. Yeah, so... Everyone will forget about this. Ghost? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, but until the next music episode, when Zach makes more people mad. Yeah. <laughs> and one final comment by Tim Buchanan. He said, "I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Queen is the greatest band of all time. Thanks for the awesome episode. Some other great songs I like: Seven Seas of Rye, The Miracle, Hammer to Fall, Now I'm Here, Headlong, A Kind of Magic, One Vision. And Four of those songs are about cats. <laughs> probably so. Yeah. And then he also brings up that at the end of uh, One Vision, they do say fried chicken, which I've always heard that at the end of that song." <laughs> So yeah, that, thank you for listening. We, we had a great time doing that show. We love this new format of, of being able to do bands in one episode. Yeah, it's great. And we hope to do more down the road. All right, but because we have a filler for Zach this week, Terry. Yes. We have some questions for you because I it is I prefer to the... call her a guest than a filler. <laughs> I say, those are big shoes to fill. I mean, filler. come on. <laughs> but we have questions that we've never asked you before. You've nope. listened since the beginning. Yes, I have. And we've yeah. never given you the opportunity to answer these Since questions. The She's already been a guest on our show once, yes. but it was a, an anniversary show, so we didn't ask you guys yeah. all the questions. Are you prepared? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. All right, Joel. So, Terry, we're going to ask you 11 rapid-fire answers. Mm-hmm. I want you just to answer them as quickly as possible. I can't Don't... explain my answers? Well, uh, briefly. But these are supposed to be quick <laughs> uh, Is it going to be trying to defend yourself? No. These, okay. are, these are gut checks. So you just want to <laughs> what your gut feeling is. Even if you don't have strong feelings, just give an answer, and you'll make one of us happy. Are you ready? Yes. Which is better, Karate Kid or Karate Kid 2? Karate Kid. Yeah. Johnny and the and the crane kick all the way. Yeah. Which is worse, Star Wars Episode 1 or Star Wars Episode 2? Episode 2. Okay. This Uh-oh. is going well. Episode 1, I 
Darth Maul's my man, man. <laughs> He's your man. Yeah. <laughs> do you rate movies using stars or letter grades? I do stars. Okay. Terry, which is the more America movie? Rocky Four or Independence Day? Independence Day. Yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> is for Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? I can't pick. They're both. It's both. Nope. You have to pick. I can't. Don't be a fence sitter. <sighs> Make that choice. Okay. Honestly, after the last time I watched it. I said it's a Christmas movie because there's definitely more Christmas in it yes. than there is Halloween in it. This is going so well. Wow. Okay. Buffy or X-Files. But I did ask oh. Santa. I did ask Santa whether it was a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie. And, and Santa said it was a Halloween movie. Yeah. <laughs> Santa is my man, man. Which, which Santa? Uh, Buffy or X-Files? X-Files. I've never seen Buffy. Huh. Lord of the Rings or Star Wars? Star Wars. Huh? Which movie is more Christmassy? Die Hard or Lethal Weapon? Okay, now I watched both of those because of you guys. Yeah? Because <laughs> I had not seen either one all the way through. Yeah? And I have to say, die hard. Dang it. Oh! <laughs> you almost got the clean sweep. <laughs> oh, that would have been so oh. nice. That's never happened. There's so much more Christmas music and yeah. it's, definitely die hard. it's, def- it's, it's no, definitely so die much hard. more Christmas. There's hey, like short answers, Joel. Let's move on. <laughs> you've, <laughs> got, <laughs> you've got her on There's your side for the most part. Move on. Uh, Phantom of the Opera or Les Miserables? Les Mis. All right. Ephony is my girl. Aw. Labyrinth or Neverending Story? Neverending Story. Yes. Okay. And okay. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or 10 Things I Hate About You? 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay. We're coming back well, around. Well, Terry, you started strong. <laughs> uh, uh, I would just also like to mention she's wearing a t-shirt that says, hashtag, dare to be the villain. Hey, that's available at tpublic.com. Yes, it sell. is. So thank you for representing Team Kent, even though you didn't really pick my side. I actually wore this to work the other night and got all a couple questions about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> thank you for spreading the good a, word of bacon. I had a coworker. So he's like, okay, I need to know the story about this shirt because I always want to be the villain. I'm like, oh, it's a podcast yeah, I listen to. Yeah, it's the most fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, let's talk about the show we're going to do this That's not what we're week. talking about today. What are we talking about today, Terry? Terry? Jingles? Commercials? Jingle, jingle, <laughs> jingle. I like how I did it with a, with a question. Jingles? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, you have chosen a, a topic today that I think will be a lot of fun for all of us here. We're going to be talking about commercial jingles. Yeah. Just in case you don't know what a jingle is, Mm -hmm. millennials, a jingle is a short song or tune used in advertising and for other commercial uses. Makes sense. So a slogan is something you'd read. Yes. Even like uh, Tony the Tiger. They're great. Yeah. That is a slogan. Not a jingle. Not a jingle because there's no music attached to it. And so we're going to be talking about these little musical jingles throughout history. Did I just say history? Yes, I did. Go, Terry. Jingles have been around since the 16th century in England. Obviously, before TV was invented, businesses would hire roaming musicians to go and walk the streets and sing songs to promote their product to try to bring customers in to buy stuff from them. Fresh fish guts <laughs> <Yep>. today. <laughs> Who are you going to pick? <laughs> Hot pockets. Get your plague mask from me. Yeah. Well, Actually, it's a very good product. Yeah. Okay. And then the first broadcast version of a jingle was in 1926, and it was for Wheaties. Yes. Cereal. I actually have a clip of that. All right. Have you tried Wheaties? Their whole wheat with all of the bread. Won't you try Wheaties? For wheat is the best food of man. Wheat is the best food? They're crispy and crunchy the whole year through. The kitties never tire of them, and neither will you. Oh, John. It's kind of cute, isn't it? Five Wheaties. 
Okay, take it easy. That's a tier three it's, okay, cereal. 1926. It was the cream of the crop. Yeah, they were cr- eating. They were eating rocks and <laughs> sticks at that point. So Wheaties were the best food in the land. Yeah. And this this was this uh, was in, initially in uh, Minneapolis St. Paul is where this aired. Yes. And they noticed it was on Christmas Eve. Too. Yeah, Christmas Eve. And they noticed that sales of Wheaties shot up in that area after they played this song because they had radio commercials, obviously. Yeah. But this was a memorable jingle. Yeah. Was it? Was it catchy? Well, and Wheaties was on the verge of being like discontinued before this aired, and so with the sh- the shot up of sales, Wheaties is now still with us. Yeah. Wow. So they, they they said, hey, yeah, let's use this in national markets. So they started playing this radio commercial everywhere, and try Wheaties became the slogan or the jingle. People it makes to. sense because as we're going to talk about in the show, and we'll get back to history, but. When you remember a song, even for a product you don't care about or you're not in the demographic for, you're always going to remember that. It's advertising that plays in your head all the time. Yep. Yeah, and it is it is just brand awareness. Honestly, it, you don't even have to know their product or how good they are. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, nowadays you do have reviews where you can look up stuff and see kind of what other people are saying about it. Sure. But back in the day, it was like, oh, I should get a cereal. What cereal? Oh, Wheaties, because I remember someone did a song about a really that. sleepy song back in 1926. Hey, back then that was like heavy metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I've got the oldest jingle that's still being used today is Roto Rooter, and it was a jingle for the radio, and then it was turned into the TV ad, and they still use part of it today. Wow, yeah, with a little girl swinging on a swing singing. But I've noticed, and I think you guys may have noticed this as well, is that jingles aren't used as much anymore. No, why is that? Because nobody watches commercials anymore. Yeah. Oh. Well, and even then, they unless said, it's like on Hulu. Oh, the, unless it's the, like the, the first plan. four seconds before you can skip it on YouTube. Right. But even then, I was going to say, that very rarely, it takes a good commercial to make me keep watching a commercial. There's yeah. a couple of them that I'm like, okay. But they uh, did a study and they've noticed in August 2016, The Atlantic reported that the once popular jingle is being replaced with a mixture of older and recent pop music. So they're not writing their own stuff, they're just using existing songs people know. And so they're still them in using there. music. Yeah. They're not just being like, in trying times like these, we understand exactly <laughs> what you're that. going through. But just to give you an idea, in 1998, there were 153 jingles in a sample of 1,279 national commercials. So 153 out of okay. about 1,200 commercials. By 2011, the number of jingles had dropped to only eight jingles out of 306. That's commercials. a real shame. So they're they're getting less and less. Yeah. And so I feel like this is this feels like comic strips to me. Like we know we did our comic strip episode. Right. Where we're talking about these jingles, and I bet you money, the kids out there, all you hip kids like, you know, that we're cool like you, we listen to old stuff and you don't know that stuff. Yeah, the nostalgia will be there for most people. And the products are still around, but these jingles may not be very memorable for anyone that's probably twenty. Yes. Right? Like and younger. Like Zach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Zach. Get back in your corner, Zach. <laughs> anyway, but we have 10 categories we are going to be going through today of different jingles that we're going to be picking. And so we're going to go to Round Robin here around the room yeah. and each show them. We have clips so you can listen to them. And hopefully these bring back some fun memories for you. But let's do this. Yes. All right, Terry, since you are a guest and a filler, as I like to say, okay. <laughs> we'd like you to... Go with the first one. What is the first category? And tell us what your choice is. Um, the first category is best cereal. Okay, the best cereal jingle. There's a lot to choose from. Is there, though? Because I thought of so many cereal slogans, and I was having the hardest time coming up with jingles, and then all of a sudden one popped in my head. I'm like, ah, that's right. The, so there's an obvious answer. A for lot you. of there them was. have taglines, but not 
jingles, jingles I've noticed. Yes. yes. Okay. So Terry? So, but I, I went really old school on mine, probably before you guys were both born. All right. So let's, <laughs> let's hear a sample and then you can tell us all about it. Okay. Hello, my name is Crispy. How do you do? Crispy Chris Cereal I don't know this. Sung by Danny DeVito. No, no, this no? is a, this a, uh, what's his name? Jim Durante. Is it? It's a Jim Durante impersonator. <laughs> Have you ever heard this? I've cat? never heard this. See, I find that you guys wouldn't know this one. Okay, so tell us about it. Because I, I grew okay, because it's made by Post, and it started in 1963, and the cereal was, and it, it still was, but it, they're shaped. In animals, they look like animal crackers mm-hmm. in your bowl. <laughs> this is an actual cereal that's yeah. still yes. sold today? No, it's not sold today anymore. Oh, okay. The mascot back in the 1960s, his name was Linus, Linus the Lionheart, and he was the first advertising character balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, was that, wow. was okay. that Linus who was singing with his Jimmy Durante impersonation? No, because oh. after he was in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, he actually had his own Saturday cartoon for two years. What? And I then, never heard of this. Yeah. Because you weren't born yet. I know, but I like <laughs> retro stuff. Okay. So he had, first it ran on CBS for two years, and then it ran three more years on ABC. Hmm. Wait, uh, now, what's the name of the cereal again? It's called Crispy Critters. So it's, wow, uh, that sounds like Roadkill Cafe right Yeah, a little right? bit. <laughs> uh, but even that, I was thinking Crispix or something like that, but I, yeah, I've never heard yeah. of this. I so it's just cereal. a plain, like, brand cereal, or was this? It was oat. It was okay, made out of oats. oats. Then later, they actually ended up adding some fruit flavors to it. Okay. Um, no marshmallows. There was no marshmallows. Right. But then it ended in 1969. Okay. Okay. Hey. But they tried to make a revival attempt of it in 1987. And that's that where that commercial is from okay. is the 1987 commercial. But here's the thing is I'm looking at an image here and there's a, a creature with like it looks like maybe a, like a worm with pom pom yes pom poms on the antennas. Are you okay, Joel? Are you having stroke? That looks familiar. I'm like getting I had there. a childhood flashback. <laughs> so then, when they made the revival in 1987, the commercial changed to mascot of the puppet. And that's the one with the pup, the pom poms. Yes, with the pom poms, and his name was Crispy, and it was an impersonator of Jimmy Durante. Because that looks familiar. I have no concept <laughs> of this cereal, but that creature for some this reason. This is like a weird deep dive. It looks stuff. like someone from Rainbow <laughs> Bright. Okay. See, but that was like my prime childhood. Like I yeah. remember my mom begging my mom to buy me crispy critters so I could have it because I remember the commercials. We used to tease there was a girl named Christy. We used to call her Crispy. Christy. Oh, <laughs> oh. I, yeah. Anyways, I went way old school on you guys. Well, that's not old school. That's 87. I was going to say I was definitely eating cereal but it 87. It started in the 60s, though. You were born in the 60s. I though. was not born in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to be older than us. But yeah. I am older than you guys. Barely. <laughs> More than you know. <laughs> All right, Joel, what is your pick for the cereal jingle? Like I said, I had a hard time thinking of a jingle. It was mostly slogans. And then this one came to mind. I went, that is definitely a jingle. Are you ready? I'm ready. Snowmobile and zoom away. Sounds like so they're magically delicious, as he says in there. And I love the way that jingle goes because it is a jingle that you don't really think about, but then you hear that tune and you're like, oh yeah. And even the term they're magically delicious. You hear people say that. Uh, so obviously this is Lucky Charms, a very popular show, which we, we talked about in our serial tearing yes, show. Did. A leprechaun mascot is in almost all the commercials, and 
He's been around a long time. The slogan has been around a long time as well. And it's still going today. Like, they don't use the jingle as much today, but yeah. I still feel like people know it. No, there are remixes on YouTube of the jingle. Like, three-minute versions. They're delicious. Yes. How do you make three minutes of I they're have magically no idea. delicious? It's electronic music. They just reuse the same sample. It yeah. It's all auto-tune. Yes. Yeah, and the, early, the earliest commercial Lucky Charms, they actually did no theme jingle. They just had kind of a little Irish tune in the background. Mm-hmm. But then they added words to it of they're mag- uh, frosted Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. Yeah. This is childhood right yeah. here. And so I hear that jingle and it was kind of like, ah, that's Did they the never stuff. make a song with the hearts... No, he always clovers. just seems to, in all the commercials I watch, he just lists them. Okay. Because like, that should be a song. Blue hearts, green clovers. And it's like, okay, yeah. Well, that's they it. Should, they should do a song about they that. They should. We should start a band called Lucky Charms. and That, that should be, be our one track. Our single. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's a great choice. Okay. In fact, I looked that one up until I found one that really resonated with me, which is weird because I was tiny when I saw this one on TV. Are you going to praise the rapids? Sure. After this complete breakfast, including my Frosted Flakes, they bring out the tiger in you. Good. You'll need it. Good. That's so good. Oh. Show them what you can do. And you. Wow, that actually did bring you back to nostalgia, kid, because yeah. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, so the Frosted Flakes has probably had more jingles than any other cereal. But this is one, this ran from 1984 to 1987. Like I said, I was young when I saw this. Each of these commercials, and that's why I kind of played the voiceover, because it would always be these teenagers, like uh, they wanted to uh, do a bike race, or they wanted to go surfing, or they wanted to play volleyball. And these older teenagers would always challenge an eight-year-old, <laughs> yes. an eight-year-old, yeah. eating cereal with Tony the Tiger. So there's an eight-year-old and an animated tiger. He wouldn't dive into this lava pit. <laughs> He's like, you can't, you're not any good. Good. They're, They're great. great. And they take a bite and get courage. Yes. And they wow. always win. I totally forgot and about this. And the teenagers are always blown away. The thing I love about cereal, we probably talked about this on this show, but I feel like they had to legally say part of a balanced breakfast. Yes. Because if you're just eating breakfast now, I'm eating Frosted Flakes and that's it. But they add a show like grapefruit, muffins, orange juice, milk. Do you ever once in your life have a breakfast that looked like they do on those commercials? No, I think The Rock does because he has to keep his calories up. (laughs) Yeah. But that's about it. And uh, Tony, obviously, we talked about this before, was voiced by Thurl Ravenscroft, which is a tier one name. He's the voice on... uh, He sings uh, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Yeah. So anyways, show him that you're a tiger. Show him what you can do. That is my cereal. Jungle. That was a good choice because I completely great. forgot about that. Yeah, I love it. And I was born during that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the 60s. Yeah. So next up, we have a best snack jingle. Yeah, Joel, you want to start us now, off with this one? Now, snack is a very broad term. Are we talking candy or chips or anything like that? I, I was going to say, in my mind, a snack is not candy. Okay. It's a snack, something that may fill you up. Mm-hmm. Whereas candy is just a treat, you know, where it's like it's, you know, just there for a treatness. But I felt like just from the opening note alone, this was the one to beat. Pizza in the morning, pizza, pizza in the evening, pizza, pizza at supper time. time. When pizza's on a bagel, not a top 40 you can eat pizza and it sounds like it. bagel bites. Bite-sized pizzas oh, on wholesome bagel bites. This is like a guitar Bagel bites. Pizza rolls all day. Bagel bites is a better jingle. Do the pizza roll jingle. <laughs> so, uh, bagel bites invented by Bob Mosher and Stanley Gar Garkinsky. I can't say his name. Garkinsky. Uh, they're in Florida, and they sold it to Heinz in a five hundred million dollar deal in nineteen ninety one. 
So wow. they sold these out. And then uh, this is a 90s commercial. Bega Bites read these all the time during children's shows always. Mm-hmm. And I remember just that beginning like that. Pizza! <laughs> was one of those. Thank like, you for that. This is going to be cool. But then, uh, I mean, this was featured. Uh, Tony Hawk was in one of the ads. So, you know, it was pretty cool. Oh, I Kent. remember that one. <laughs> uh, and then I remember uh, on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Jimmy Fallon and Meatloaf did like a dramatic of this retelling of that song. Yes. Wow. But then, Kent, I found the truth. Of Bagel Bites. That, that this is not an original song. Yeah, it sounds like a remake of something. It is. In fact, it's a remake of the Maguire Sisters' 1957 single, Sugar Time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And once you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah. But they don't say, sugar. Sugar. No. And they do change the tune a little bit. Like, I actually will never forgive Wingers for ruining any way you want it for me. They did. Yeah. Wingers ruined it. They did. But they then ch- they give you their beautiful sauce. They did. And yeah. that made me sick. But, uh, no, but then they, they changed the, the tune. Like, they just kind of tweak it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And every time I hear any way you want it, I hear the different arrangement of it. And it just bothers Shame me. Shame on you, Wingers. But yes. I feel like pizza bagels, uh, excuse me, bagel bites is the jingle for snack jingles. In the 90s, especially, that was like the call to action. You hear that, pizza! You're like, I'm running <laughs> I think it's like your war cry. That would be my war cry. <laughs> anyway, that's mine. So I broke the rules on this one. For me, snacks are candy. Okay, that's fine. And but what we do, if we do a part two and we do best candy jingle, you can't use this one again. I won't use this one. In fact, I don't even consider this a candy because it doesn't quite fit. And here we go. <laughs> Doesn't matter what comes. I could play this whole commercial. Oh no, I just sat on a bench and it has wet paint on it. Whatever roll on the bench. I'm gonna turn it into a pinstripe suit. I just painted the bench. Oh my gosh. Fresh goes better with Mentos freshness. Fresh goes better with Mentos fresh and full of life. Mentos, the fresh maker. They make everything better. And if we would have done a candy one, that may have been my top choice. That was actually almost my intro, Kent. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Totally. I mean, it totally makes sense. So this song was written by John Groves. Mentos was actually run out of the Netherlands. And so when they produced these commercials in 1992, what they were trying to do is appropriate American culture. And so these, when you see the commercials, and I could describe a few, they're not American whatsoever. They're trying to make them seem American. For example. Wait, really? Yeah. So when the woman breaks her heel and she's walking and it's like lunch and there's a couple of people eating, this guy like is staring at her in a business suit. Yeah. And then she breaks the other heel so she can walk on two, yes. yeah, on two flat uh, shoes. And then he smiles at her like a creeper. And then she just smiles back at him and shows him the Mentos. Yeah. And it's... Uh, it's always the thumbs up with yeah. the Mentos, like they're like sticking out of your fist. Exactly. Or like a young man tries to jump the red carpet to get into a movie premiere. The usher points to a sign that says press only. And then a limo pulls up. He, the guy grabs his camera and joins the rest of the press and smiles at the usher. Mentos. But yeah, like, most of them was like, I'm breaking the law, but Mentos. Mentos. Well, he showed them out and they're always like, oh, I get it. You're eating Mentos. It's almost like they're kind of flipping him off by showing him the Mentos. <laughs> Family friendly. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> like when the guy like parallel parks and blocks that one woman in and then she gets the strong guys to move the car <laughs> yeah, into the street. Blocks him in. And then he looks outside his office window because he's like, I got to hurry. And she shows him the Mentos. Yeah. Yeah, I love the Mentos ads. And then Foo Fighters did the Mentos parody with Big Me, the music video as well. This yeah. one has a lot of 90s relevance. That's probably where it stays. I don't know if kids these days would know this song whatsoever. That is but one of the few jingles that is on my playlist. It's on like a playlist you it's listen on like a music, to. And it comes on and I'm like, yeah. Because it's like 20 seconds long. Yeah. 
They are. Oh, I love it. Yeah, Mentos, not really a candy. So really, I think it's more of a snack. Not really a snack. Yeah. It's not really a snack. <laughs> no one says like, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat a Mentos. No, one, except for if you have Diet Coke. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Put those in your mouth together at the same time. All right. So Terry. Yes. Best snack jingle. What do you got? My best snack jingle. I actually provided two different versions of it. I'm kind of cheating because there's an older one and a newer one. I love the fish because it's so delicious. Ah, goldfish. Okay, and the, is there a current version of this one? There is. All right, let's hear it. The snack that smiles back. Goldfish. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Goldfish. That was really tight. That it's was a really, very well, short. It's a very short one. Yeah. And I was going to say, did you guys notice, though, and this kind of happened, that in the 90s, almost every brand was like, let's do like a rap. Let's yeah. do a rap version of boom, the jingle boom, we've done boom, a thousand boom, times boom. before. Yes. Well, and you notice the jingles get shorter, too. Yeah. Yeah, because the, short went attention from more, spans, maybe. Well, I don't know if it's that or Try just shorter because the shorter ones Wheaties last in your head. for 30 seconds long. <laughs> the shorter ones stay in your head longer, I think, than the longer ones do. By Menon. Right. So Goldfish manufactured by Pepperidge Farm, which has an outlet in Utah. They do. Up, uh, up north. Yep. Way up north. You okay. go in there and you get big bags of cookies. It's the best. For nice. cheap? Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. They were originally made in Bern, Switzerland. By a guy named Oscar Campbell, he made them as a birthday present for his wife, who was a Pisces. Yes, we Cute. we talked about this on our chip show for some reason. <laughs> we talked about a cracker on the chip show. I know. You I don't did. know. That slide through. <laughs> you. The smiles on them. Did you know they were not put there until 1997? Yeah, I don't care for them. I like him. I don't want to snack the smiles. It's back. a snack that smiles back. No, I don't okay. care for so, it. So, but only forty percent of them have smiley faces. And yeah. my daughter was freaking out. She's like, "Nah, they all have smiley faces." She had to go home and check. And did you count one hundred goldfish? <laughs> Just to get she a proper survey them, size. Like, oh my gosh, there's no face on this one. <laughs> Good. Those are the ones I eat. I don't want my food smiling at me. No, you want them. To no, smile. I have to. I have to know the happy, emotions of every food eaten. I eat. <laughs> and they're always happy to yeah. be eaten by you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know Julia Child would put them as an appetizer? Yeah. That sounds the loveliest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's wrong. It's my Julia Child. All right. Our next category is the best toy jingle. Now, there's an obvious choice on this one, and I didn't go with it because I felt like... You want to go hipster. I went overall. I cheated on this one, kind of like the you snack one. You cheated on the last one. Yeah. I'm going toys. All toys. I want to grow up. Oh. Toys Rest Kit. They got a million toys at Toys R Us that I can play with. I'm a Toys R Us kid. I mean, this one is just legendary. Yeah, it's Toys R Us. Uh, rest in peace, Toys R Us. Quiet, commercial. Quiet. But yeah, so this one was written by Linda Thaler in the early 1980s when she was a junior copywriter at an ad agency. So she actually created and co-created the I'm a Toys R Us kid slogan first with soon-to-be author James Patterson, mm-hmm. who writes mystery novels. Kind of crazy. And then she actually later went on to form her own agency, and they created the Aflac Duck. Aflac! So shame on her, but yeah. she's created a few very memorable slogans and songs. And I actually read an interview where they talked about just like the loss of Toys R Us and how no one hears that song anymore unless I it's know. on YouTube. Well, actually, one of my earliest parodies I ever wrote was when I was a kid. And that song, I knew it so well. Yeah. But I used to sing, I don't want to throw up. I'm a sick kid. And I would lose my Tylenol if I ever did. That was your song? And I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Parodies from the very get-go. Every time I was sick, I'd sing that song. Probably drove my parents nuts. Yeah. And even when you were sick, you could sing it at like full range? No, I was obviously vomiting as I was singing it. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> All right. So Terry, 
for best toy jingle, what do you have? I have two mashed together on this one. Two mashed together? I do. Kid sister. You hit the high note. Yeah. You say she. I, she's going to go is what I thought it. <laughs> I didn't ruin it. <laughs> so it was originally made by Hasbro, 1985. Mm-hmm. And it was made with the intention of a doll to appeal to little boys to teach them to care for their friends. Yeah, it's like the buddy doll, <laughs> the right? The buddy doll. You yeah. had to get struck by lightning yep. and injected and with the okay. soul of a serial killer. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. My buddy came first. Did it really? And it was okay. an inspiration one of for the buddy one of dolls one of many dolls as an inspiration for, for chucky good, good for child's doll. play good good guy doll because child's play came out in 1988 okay my buddy came out in 1985 did you guys ever own a my buddy or a kid sister no, no. i was <laughs> did <jealous>. anybody I, <laughs> well the thing is they, i know people that did but i never did here's the weird thing is they they that commercial was everywhere yes i knew one kid that had a my buddy and i was jealous of did he take him buddy. everywhere everywhere you wherever he to. went he went otherwise it would kill you but then, like, they kind of just went out. I don't remember, like, they just well, kind of disappeared. Because Hasbro did them until 1990, and then... Five years later? They were only five years? Yeah, and then PlaySchool took it over. And then oh. PlaySchool did it for a little while. But when PlaySchool took it over, they changed, like, the clothing and the and the, kind of the look of it. Made them into, like, a wrap so. look. Oh, boo. <laughs> I don't yeah. The little Probably tiny not. hat was gone. I don't know. No, it's not, yeah. it, was, it was there. It was just backwards. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> or sideways, because it was yes, the 90s. That, yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, that's a great choice. All right. Good choice, Terry, but I think you missed a little bit of the mark because this is the best toy jingle. (laughs) Of course it's my buddy. Yeah. This jingle is ingrained in my brain, and I thought there's no way they're ever going to top this. And then lightning struck twice when Kid Sister came on, and I loved it just as much. I love how... It is a uh, very uh, There's even a key change. Did you hear that key change? The gender specificity of buddies and sisters. Yeah. <laughs> buddies are boys. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. But then it's a kid sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kid sister. So yeah, it I, works for the song, not for the toy. Right. And I, I really did. Like I said, I, I that's, the, that's the one to pick. I think that's when you said the obvious answer. Yeah. Is probably that's that the obvious too. one. Well, yeah. and that was like the last one that came to my mind too. Mm-hmm. I was like racking my brain and then I'm like. I just thought of well, it. And I kept thinking of like uh, G.I. Joe and Transformers well, and My Little TV Pony. They had their TV theme song. And the thing is, they, they basically, that their TV theme song was a toy jingle because yes. the whole purpose of those cartoons was, was to, to sell, sell toys. toys. Yes. So I was going to cheat with one of those, but I went, no, I'm going to go straight up toy and my buddy's definitely the way to go. Even though no one owned one. One it's kid. the mystery did, of my buddy. One kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Terry, you're going first on this next one. So what is the category? Uh, the catchiest soda. I drink Dr. Pepper and I'm proud. Wow. I'm part of the longest jingle ever crowd. written. Yes. If you look but I cut it. Thank you. Yeah, it seems to be a Because this is like a legit craze. song. Yeah. They want to be singing. So you're going for an older choice again. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> no, no, I actually hadn't heard the song up until two years ago. Yes. Or at least maybe I didn't remember it at there, all. Okay, let's just talk about that real quickly. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, uh, Kent and I, worked together, and for one of our uh, internal corporate jingle or corporate like, themes, like companies do sometimes. Yeah, they they have this theme, and then they do kind of a video about it and produce it. And Kent and I were dragged into this video <laughs> to do a parrot. No, we weren't singing it, but we had to mouth along with this song. Yeah, and in like march on a lion and dance. Yeah, yes. no, it wasn't like featuring us. Like we weren't like prominent. We're kind of like in a group. Yeah, but still, we was, made a splash. But that, honestly, when she when you when it started playing that clip, 
I started thinking about that PTSD. I know a little bit. Yeah, but no, it's actually time. a really great song. Yeah, yeah, and we've talked about Dr Pepper before, as as delicious as it is. But I'm a pepper. Yes, I'm a pepper. I don't get that. You don't get it? No. What is I'm but a pepper? It, that's okay. what jingles need. That they don't need like they don't need to make sense. They you, do. You they just need to be okay, catchy. So They're thing. magically delicious. You, that tells me everything I need to know about. You Lucky ask germs. what a pepper is. Yes. I actually have it here. It's a uh, plant. <laughs> a pepper can be anyone and any age because being a pepper is really more a state of mind than a counting of years. Who? How high were they when they wrote this? <laughs> Peppers aren't weird, stranger, oddball. They are positive, self-confidence, bold, and willing to try something new. Peppers are proud and popular, so don't you want to be a pepper too? This okay. sounds like a personality <laughs> test. By the way, I'm like an ENFP or ENFJ, one of those two. I'm like a yellow and blue. Think, yeah, exactly. Thankfully, I'm not a pepper. I'm not down well, with being a pepper. My first exposure to this slogan yeah. was, I think it was Short Circuit 2, either Short Circuit 1 or Short Circuit 2. But like they're trying to figure out where the robot is, and mm-hmm. he's reading this sign, and like it pops back on the computer, wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? And they're like, what the heck? And he's looking at a billboard for Dr. Pepper. Okay. And I was like, I don't understand. Be a pepper. What is that? Yeah. How can I be a pepper? Peppers are what grow in the ground. It's ground black pepper. It's not a thing. <laughs> you didn't think about it that much when you were a kid. I thought so much about this. Do <laughs> you know who the kid. singer was of it? Yeah, it's he was American um, Werewolf in London. Yes, guy. American Werewolf. Yeah, David Naughton. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Yep. And good for him for doing yep. that. And it ran from 1977 to 1983. Wow. Yeah. Three minute commercial right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With like, and that thing is like the whole commercial is like him singing the song and then everyone joining in with him. Yeah. Being peppers. All right, Joel, you're next. My catchiest soda jingle, mm-hmm. I challenge you all here in this room and anyone listening at home to not start to move when this kicks on. Invasion of the Fantanas. Your shoulder's shaking right now. They go to the guy That's so nice of them. Is this the Pussycat Dolls? It kinda, it's a precursor. Is it? <laughs> Guy's wearing a furry hat. This in the band. is probably one of the most recent jingles that we probably have on this show. Well, and this came out. I was going to say this. Uh, I love the Fantasmas. Wow, it's not redundant whatsoever. <laughs> but that song, "Wanna Fanta," don't you wanna wanna Fanta? For some reason, that is an earworm that will get in there, burrow in, and never leave your head. Now we already discussed Fanta at length. Yes. on episode very German two twenty nine. Pop goes my heart. Yes. But I wanted to talk about the Fantana specifically because they're a group of spokesmodels who are created to promote the Fanta brand. So in these commercials, this quartet appears to random people and then gives them Fanta and they fall in love. Uh, the people fall in love with <laughs> Great them. story. Uh, there have been five <laughs> different Fantana's rosters, including the original Fantana's, the mod Fantana's, which were in like 60s uh, okay. outfits, party Fantana's, and return to the Fantana's, and then the be more than one flavor Fantana's, which included the first male Fantana. Oh, wow. Yeah. Diversity. Thank you, Fantanas. According to the you Fant- changed the world. According to the Fantanas website, they lived on Fantana Island and were accidentally discovered by an entertainment mogul named Sir Juan Carlos Martinez III after he fell off his yacht and was washed ashore on that island, seeing their work. He later talked with an advertising mogul, Paul Grubel, in a fictional New York City restaurant who brought them to the United States. They have a whole backstory to the Fantanas. Did you write this backstory? Somebody no, has too much that's time. on their website <laughs> for the Fantanas. I love it. Wanna Fanta? Don't you wanna? Wanna Fanta? I remember seeing this in movie theaters and just walking out of the movie theater. Didn't even remember the movie I saw, but I remember the Fantana commercial. It's like an eye cavity. Yes. So many colors. So many candies. So I'm going to go for a drink that I don't like, but a jingle that changed the world with a legend 
of music. Oh, no. Juana Fanta. Don't you want that one? <laughs> it's the third version of the Fantanas, ah, actually. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, let me set, uh, set the stage because I want to play the whole commercial because the jingle happens in the last half. But just imagine it's Congress and there are senators. They're grilling this person about what special ingredient is used in this. So I'll play it for you real quick. For the last time, name the secret ingredient that gives Diet Pepsi an unfair advantage. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> oh. what is it? It's like this, baby. You got the right one, baby. You know it's uh-huh, because the taste says uh-huh, baby. Uh-huh, baby. You got the right one, baby. You got the right one. Brought to, do you like how there's like <laughs> with these commercials since they're recorded off TV? There's always static. From the other and one. It's like after these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> so, uh huh, you got the right one, baby. This one was launched in 1991. There were 11 commercials over three years with singer Ray Charles. Yes, this one changed the landscape. Diet Pepsi got really popular at this time. In fact, Pepsi was really trying to get popular. Yeah. Obviously, competing with Coke. And so right Just after for the this, taste of it, Diet Coke. Yeah. And so Diet Pepsi, which I don't think even exists anymore. Someone fact check me on that one. Oh, it does. We Your do. husband drinks it. We you do. drink it. Yeah. It was a Diet Cherry Pepsi. Does it still have uh-huh in it? Because that's not, the secret ingredient. Uh, no. Yeah. yeah but it's not legally in a court. They could not say that. The ingredient was uh-huh. <laughs> he got away with it. He flipped the table and it became a piano, Joel. You guys, I am so stressed, though. Because I didn't, I specifically didn't pick by the world of Coke because I thought someone else was going to bring it up. Oh, oh it's no. just because that wasn't my era. But still, that when you said that the, is the, the song that changed the world, soda. I was like, oh, he's totally doing it. And then you didn't. No, it's it's you got the right one, baby. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> this one really sticks with me because it was also the Pepsi challenge back in the early 90s mm-hmm. and it was associated with that. But yeah. you got the right one, baby. Yep. So next up, we have favorite board game jingle. Fun board game jingle. There's there's a lot of board games out there. A lot of them want your attention. I've already sang this one at length on uh, our former episode, episode 288, Tabletop of the World. All right, let's hear it. But here it is, the actual singer doing it. Mouse trap. I guarantee it's the craziest trap you'll ever see. The first to capture everyone else's mouse is the winner. Just turn the crank and snap the plank and put the marble right down, down the chute. Now, now watch it roll. roll and hit the ball. Knock, knock the ball. The rubber duck hits the, the, the man. In the hand, the trap is set. Here comes the net. It was never Yes. I guarantee it's the craziest trap you'll ever see. And I sang I that. You were a uh, that was, that was a little Joey right Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. But uh, I remember we'd, we'd quote unquote play mouse trap, but I'd really just sing this song as I was setting it up and then do the mouse no, trap. No, you just set it up and then just make it all. Just yeah, it no all. one yeah. really sets it up properly. No, no, you, you no. set it up properly. You don't play the game where you have to no, get one piece at a time. You set it up You're just missing to, a few just pieces. Yeah. But then I'd be like, just turn the crank. That snaps the crank. And you know, the whole you thing. were that kid. But honestly, this weird kind of ragtime, old timey radio sound, I don't know why, but that. It's is not catchy, the board game. but it's memorable. But like it's, it's, it, it was almost like the a way challenge. it sung is memorable. It was almost a challenge to see if you could sing that whole thing. But I remember, mouse trap. I guarantee it's the craziest trap you'll ever see. That's always been in my head. So yeah. that's why I chose that as favorite, my favorite board game jingle. All right. It's one of my favorite. Uh, not quite a board game, but it is a game. And it's this. Go for it, red. Go for it, black. I knew you were going to win this. Yeah. Just total 90s attitude right here. Yeah. Too late 
I almost feel like I was watching an ad for Crossfire. Oh, Crossfire is. If I could actually remember what that song sounds like, it's just like Crossfire. Yeah, pretty much. And that's it. And a lot of electric guitars. Yes. Because that one is. I almost picked that one. I mean, we all wanted to, but I don't think any of us really remember how it goes. They just sing Crossfire a lot. Yeah, but I remember that commercial was on all the time. Yeah, but this one was written in 1992. And even when I play Connect Four, I still sing the song as I open the box. You did as we were setting up our shot for our, our board games. Uh, yeah, cheering. when you won by five. Yes. <laughs> when I, I was playing Connect Five, you were playing Connect yeah, Four. Yeah. But yes, that was definitely one you sang multiple times. <laughs> Terry? Yes. Well, I almost picked both of them. They're one of those. Ah. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, are those really board games? There's a board and mousetrap. There is a board and mousetrap. And then my daughter was like, do you connect four? And I'm like, but it's not a board. Kids cheating, all, but kids cheating on all even the categories. Still, even still, I did not go fully board game on this. I, it's more of a game. All right. So you Here chose. I have to say, I don't know the jingle. Hungry, hungry I know the game. From Hasbro. Wait, that is not. It's fun, fun, fun by the ton, ton, ton. It's hungry, hungry hippos. I don't know that one either. Yeah. You don't know that one? Oh, no. there, there's a couple of different hungry yeah. hippo ones, but that's the one that I grew up listening to. <laughs> yeah, hungry, hungry hippos is a great. I game. remember the commercial I did. There's just kids screaming at each other and slapping the. the, the hippo. <laughs> that's really how it goes. <laughs> and then Henry's head falls off. Yeah. Or a marble gets stuck then, just under the mouth. No, you try to put your finger in there, oh. and your finger gets caught in Homer's face. Don't say. Do you finger. know all the hippos' names, Ken? Uh, they changed over the years. I remember there was Homer, Henry, Inky, Blinky, Winky. And yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Do you have the other list? Okay. So Lizzie was the purple one. Okay. Henry was the orange. Homer was the green, and Harry was the yellow. Okay. And then later editions, they replaced the purple hippo with a pink one and named it Happy. And, but then the orange has also been changed to blue, but the name stayed the same. Okay. Hmm. The history of hungry, hungry hippo. Save it for that episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have to mention this because it's bacon cell. Hungry hippos was mentioned in the My Little Pony the movie in 2017. Yeah, it was. What was it? You, remember you guys that? saw I remember it. You it. tell me. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. We're all this together. That doesn't say Hungry Hungry Hippos. No, that's a great song from the Are show. they working together with the Hungry... I, I love I how you have no, to say it's Hungry a reference. Hungry I'm pretty hippos. sure Pinkie Pie makes the reference. Okay. I'll look it up. That's clever. Because so, it was also featured in The Simpsons, Mystery Science Theater 3000, yes. the Donnie Darko yeah. episode, and in Space Force. Wait, Donnie Darko? They did Donnie Darko? Mm-hmm. Huh. That was in 2001. I know the movie was, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's hungry, hungry hippos. It's really kind of fun. <laughs> That's not how it goes. <laughs> right? That's mad world. That's <laughs> the same thing. No. All right. So our next category is the most annoying. Yeah, we're sorry, listener. This is, and I feel mean to pick some of these. In fact. No, no, but some of them are annoying. Objectively. Okay. I'm curious what you chose because I feel like some people may like mine. This is one of two major jingles from this company. And it's this. Oh, I'd love to be an If you were an Oscar Mayer wiener, everyone would be in love with you. Yeah. Have you not seen the wiener mobile that drives around and everyone freaks out when they see it? Was that the start of the baloney one? No, it's a uh, it's a commercial with cartoon kids oh, in it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'd say only people only know how to spell baloney because of that commercial. Yeah, I also hate that one. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to choose this version because what does it mean? If I only was an Oscar Mayer wiener, <laughs> uh, it's, like, it's, wiener? Like a, it's like a pepper. 
but not. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Let's look that the up on Urban Dictionary. The only time we can say no. Oscar Wiener without getting family friendly. Because it's a brand name and a product. <laughs> but everyone would be in love with you. Who loves hot dogs? I do. You don't love hot dogs? No, I don't. I ate them last night. I well, choose are you them in, for dinner. Are you in love with them? No, I, I'm, but if I had a choice over a hamburger or a hot dog, I'll take a hot dog. You a dog. So you're choosing the hot dog at the barbecue. I still I am. am mad at Costco for getting rid of the Polish dog because I loved that hot dog. That's not the song, Joel. It's Oscar Mayer Wiener. Meh. And it's not again a hot dog meat. It's basically a bologna meat at the same time. I've got to buy the right ones. Yeah. Okay. Hebrew, Hebrew National, they're all so <laughs> this song was written by Richard Trentledge in, in September 1962. He also wrote jingles for McDonald's, V8, and the National Safety Council. So he wrote this song. The so, National Safety Council. I bet yeah. that was a really good jingle. <laughs> really fun. So Oscar Mayer actually sent out like an ad saying, hey, write us a jingle and uh, we'll pay you a lot of money. So he wrote this one in one day, actually one hour, like that night. He sent it to them and he was like, what should I write about? And his son always said, and always kind of had this song, he wanted to be known as a dirt bike hot dog because in the 60s, being called a dirt bike hot dog was really cool. It's like you're a really cool kid if you're a dirt bike hot dog. And so that evolved to Oscar Why would Meyer really Wiener. cool be one of my band's name in college? Right? I don't get that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't we weren't that either. cool at all. But yeah, with the, with the royalties he's gained millions and millions of dollars. Do they still play that, though? It's more gone, uh, My Baloney has a first name. Like, that's the more memorable one. But this still gets traction somehow. Hmm. So, yeah. Oscar Mayer Wiener. What do you got, Terry? The most annoying one. <laughs> more annoying than yours, I think. Yeah. I'm going to bet yes. I want my baby Whoa. Most annoying or most awesome? I forgot what category we're doing right now. Barbecue sauce. I hate it. Oh, man. Terry, I was lamenting the fact that I could not fit this anywhere on my list because I like that one. Why is that annoying? Because it gets stuck in my head and I, I've never eaten the baby back ribs at Chili's. It never made me want to go and buy them. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. In fact, the guy who the guy who wrote it has never even eaten them. Yeah, because it's sacred to him. He's had baby back ribs, but just not the ones from Chili's that he wrote the song for. I'm an awful choice, Terry. I'm offended by both your choices because those are both good songs. Oh, I'm sorry, bologna or baby back ribs? Which are you choosing at the barbecue? You chose hot dogs, not bologna. Okay, same. Hot dogs or baby back ribs? No, hot dogs. What? Hot dogs. Which are you choosing the barbecue? Hot dogs. Do you I, choose am, hot dogs? Am I buying, yes. Wait, am I buying them? Oh my You're gosh. eating them. You have okay. You're a guest. You brought chips. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know how messy you get eating those things? You don't ribs eat ribs on a date. Uh, you get to lick your fingies. Uh, and that's a second you going to lick your fingies I'm in front of both. your date? Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yes. I'm having both. It's the 4th of July. So, you know, I'll have the ribs and the dog. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, Guys. Okay. Come okay, on. Well, okay. So, in 2004, it was voted one of the top 10 songs that get stuck in your head. I also don't like it because it was an Austin Powers I'm not yeah. going to say the name of the character who sings it. He oh, is yeah, a... Yeah. He's a fat... A large... Yeah, yeah. Uh, illegitimate child. <laughs> yes, large yes. illegitimate child. We call him here on Bacon Sales. They paid $4,000 to put Wait, that song in Austin Wait, we can't say fat here on, on Bacon <laughs> <laughs> Who knows no. these days? <laughs> but yeah, they paid $4,000 to put that song in Austin That's Powers. It? That's, That's it? That's a steal? That's it. It was $4,000 to put I it in I want my money back, money back, money back. <laughs> <laughs> and it only went until 2006, and the world was happy because it wasn't being played anymore. But then they had to bring it back in 09 for their 40th anniversary. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I want my baby back, baby back, baby Chilis. back. That's a good yeah. one. 
All right, Joel. Out annoying us. Now, the funny thing is, I, I wanted to pick uh, low book sales just because they were... Low book I, sales. Low book sales. I basically vowed never to buy anything from that company because of their ads. Yeah. It, it's it, a break. It's sad but true. Uh, sorry if they're sponsoring this show today. But I wanted to go a little more national on this one, and so I chose this one that is short, sweet, and awful. Liberty, 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 liberty. <sighs> Will we play it again? No. Oh, too late. I'm going to play it again. Joel. Joel. You know what? I mean, it's a nice word. It's a nice sentiment. I'd rather listen to that all night long. Guys, baby back. <laughs> Liberty Mutual is an American diversified global insurer and the third largest property and casualty insurer in the United States. It ranks 77th on the Fortune 100 list of largest corporations in the United States based on 2019 revenue. It employs over 45,000 people in more than 900 locations throughout the world. As of December 31st, 2020, Liberty Mutual Insurance had $145.377 billion in consolidated assets. And yet they couldn't come up with something better than their name four times in some sort of random note arrangement. Maybe that's why they're so successful is because it's so catchy. Well, I hate to say it, but you're right. Is it true? <laughs> because after it after it launched in 19, or 19, good heavens, 2018, uh, this jingle became like... There, there's this index out there, the uh, audio logo index, which is kind of ranks like how things respond, like how memorable jingles and tunes are okay and it shot up to the top because of its quote simplicity and stickiness in the u.s liberty's jingle had the second highest brand identification rating after nationwide nationwide is on your side and it was named the sixth most effective in the market overall farmers actually beat them out okay we are farmers they actually had people get together in a room and brainstorm about what jingle they wanted to do. And they came up. They, apparently, they had like a dozen tunes they came up with. This is the one they picked? Liberty, 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 Liberty? I think it was made up on accident. It feels like it. Yeah. Because I honestly, I don't know. This is one where every time I hear it, because the commercials, I don't mind Liberty Mutual's commercials. I actually like them with the ostrich. That always makes me laugh. Bake and sell, bake and sell, bake and sell, bake and sell. See, that's good. <laughs> But at the end, it always does that the, the, the jingle. And every time, I just kind of cringe every time at the end. Yeah. Their commercials are good. Their jingle is bad. Terry, you're starting us off with the next category. Yep. Next category is the most enduring. Aw. And Make long lasting. <laughs> long lasting. Um, and it's, I'll just like, can't play my song and then we'll talk about it. All right, let's it. hear it. I don't want to grow up. <laughs> now, this is the version of Donnie Darko. Tender. Please tell me this is eight minutes long because I want to hear the whole thing. There's a longer version of it. I can give it to you. Wow, I just can't hit the high note there. Oh, I love it. I just can't get enough of it. What is this? Toys R Us kid. But like, who did this? Like, who's who's singing the song here? Is okay. It, is so, this actually from them or is this like so, no, some fan that was lamenting no, the loss this of... Is, okay. This so, is like us with talent. We don't need to go tributes. into all... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since Ken already covered all the Toys R Us with his category earlier, um, this is done by a guy named Chase Hallfielder. Okay. And what he does is he'll take popular songs and put them in minor key. That's oh, what wow. He does. Okay. He has like some of the most amazing songs. Yeah, it's haunting. He's done Disney songs, like Disney princess songs in the minor key. Go look him up. Could he make Liberty good? I don't know. Because he did this. He turned the Star Spangled Banner into the minor key. And that's my favorite version of the Star Spangled Banner. It sounds so good. All right. And um, when 
Toys R Us closed in 2018. He made this version yeah, this, in honor. This feels mean, Terry. This is most <laughs> enduring. Can you put down a, cl- a bankrupt toy store? I know. It isn't around. But at the same time, the jingle is still around. And to this day, it is one of the most enduring jingles in retail history. Oh, that broke my heart. Oh, that's a good pick. I mean, well, every time that brought up, it brings that brings back waves of nostalgia. Yeah. It might be better than mine. But I, I'm going to say that mine's actually very strong because I do think that this is enduring. Maybe not because the jingle is still very much around, but people still reference it all the time. Are you ready? One, two, one, two, three, four. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that. Apple sauce. What? No. Uh, so we talked about Kit Kats back on episode 29, Trick or Tear. One of my favorite candies. And this song, the Kit Kat slogan, is one that I think everyone knows. And like, I, I just made the joke about the office reference yeah. where Andy, it's in episode, oh, I have it here. Uh, the ninth episode of the fourth season of the office where Andy starts singing the song and then he doesn't remember Kit Kat bar. Yeah. That's I find the that joke. so hard to believe though, because that is one of the main things that comes out of this is Kit Kat bar. I don't think you can buy a Kit Kat bar or see a Kit Kat bar and not sing this song. In and your head. how many times have you said something like, give me a break. And someone's like, give me a break. Ugh. Break me off. A key I'm going to punch you in the face. I just did that this afternoon to my daughter. Yeah. Ah, so so uh, I think with uh, so enduring because it ties to the product so well. Yes, it ties to the product well. It, it does. It fits the product well, but also people reference it in everyday conversation. Yep. Uh, this was composed by Michael Levine. He was actually, uh, he worked as a, a songwriter. He provided this as a throwaway song. Because when, you, when you're an advertising agency, you want to present one, the idea you want them to do, and then just a throwaway one. It's like, oh, and this other one we have, you're not going to want that. The ugly friend. Yeah. And yeah. so he got the lyrics from the, the writer and said, here, use these lyrics. And then he wrote the tune while riding down an elevator. From like the third floor to the first floor, he had the tune down. So he wrote the song. They had no budget. And so they just had the band sing along with him. And he sang the solo in the middle there. They did the vocals and music in one take. And they're like, there. There's the the crappy throwaway thing that no one's going to want. And then they wanted it. And it stuck. They they gave it to the client. and Well, actually, test audiences. And test audiences like that. And they tested so positively that they said, okay, we got to do this again. They ran it through another test. And it scored even higher. This was what the people wanted to hear. Is this still going today? Uh, I don't know. I was going to say they may still use it occasionally, but yeah. it's not like their main point. I, I haven't seen many Kit Kat commercials. Yeah, that's great. true. But uh, yeah, since the 1986, this is this jingle has been in the heads and in the hearts of Americans all across the land. In the hearts because it clogs. And I've arteries. heard that Hershey's actually had to build a new factory because of this commercial when it came out. Wow. Because they had to keep up with production. So I love it. There you go. All Kit right. Kat. My choice. What? No. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, give me a break, Joel. Oh, I you really had to choose the right one. I you hate know? when I throw all these facts at you like, hey, Ken, you learned something and new? And I'm like, no, I know this. I, yeah. I have it written down right here. Yeah. In fact, what you forgot is uh, Michael Levine, he actually is a co he's a composer, and he's co-composed many different scores, whether it's TV or on film, and is featured on Dunkirk and The Dark Knight. Really? Yeah. So very talented guy. Wrote some jingles as well. Really rich, probably more rich off of the jingles than anything else. He said, he said, I watched a video of him and he was talking about how I've scored all these different shows. I think yeah. Got, was it Law and Order? No, Cold Case or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Cold Case. And then he said, but the one thing I'm known for is being the Kit Kat guy. Yeah. And actually, the University of Cincinnati ranked this as one of their top 10 worst offenders in a study of earworms. Mm. So because it's it stuck. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Well, we agreed on that one. Most enduring. So next up, we have most memorable phone number. 
And so there's a lot of ones we could choose from. Uh, I actually asked my wife this, and she said eight six seven five three zero nine, and I'm like, that's a song. <laughs> Jenny, that's not Jenny. a jingle. Yeah, you're not selling Jenny. <laughs> She's a person. Darn it, Jenny Craig. Uh, that's what, and then she said Jenny Craig, and I'm like, that's a weight that's loss Jenny program. Craig's number? No, yeah. it's not. Is it 801-867-5309? No, there's a jingle for the Jenny Craig commercials. Is there? Yeah, there is. The number I picked was obviously 0118-999-8819-9119-7253. That's for all you IT crowd fans out there. It's so good. No, that's not the jingle I'm actually picking. I want to know if we chose the same phone number. Well, I think if you grew up in the Utah area. Can I start off with the first note? Yes. It's so, so easy, easy to rent to own. Call five three two two oh oh two. I've never used rent to own. I was a kid when this came out. I Did never... you understand how to rent furniture and why people would? I couldn't figure out what the number meant because I'm like, wait, that's <laughs> not the right. Like I, I didn't the two two oh oh two for yeah. some reason all bled together. Or if they were saying oh oh two oh oh two. <laughs> Uh, so I don't even think rent to own is around anymore. If it's that, not because I couldn't find a copy of this commercial because the local commercial yeah. they're much harder to find. Right, and then also it's now I actually did look up the number and it's for a local rent a center. So I believe it's the same type of company. Rent a center is kind of a national chain, and this is one of them. But why would people do this? It's it's almost like well I know I don't have a lot of furniture in my place. But maybe if I had a party I had to throw like in no, a no, day. No, 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 It's rent to own, meaning it's basically installments of payments. So you get the couch and you pay like, you know, $59.99 so like a month. I have a party and I need to have a TV for no, this party. Oh, no, you're renting it to own it. Like it's basically you're getting it now and then paying for it in an installment. That's okay. what a rent to center is. How is that different than just going to RC Willys and buying it? Yeah. On a line of credit. I mean, <laughs> well, this is maybe back that's in the why 80s. it's not it really yeah. around anymore. It was cre- 80s in the Utah. Oh, if you don't have credit, Utah. I guess. Uh, this was actually based, by the way, once again, not an original song. No, this but is you thought it on, was. Uh, I did. No, my dad was a Linda Ronstadt fan. So this is obviously uh, It's So Easy by Linda Ronstadt, which I have a clip or of. Or Buddy right Holly. I prefer this one. It's so easy to Rent to own. Rent to own by telephone. Yeah, so I enjoy that song so much, and Ken, I, I knew we were going to pick this, but the problem is, this is so local. You can't be raised here this and not so know local. that. This is so local. Yeah, it's basically this and the Shane Company. If you live around I'm here, Tom you Shane. know those. I'm Tom Shane. Rent to own. 5322. You want to bring your sweetheart on the rent a couch for two days? You can do it. <laughs> anyway. Maybe one day you'll so own it. So Ken and I just matched, which means, Terry, you got you got to break this. Yeah, please do. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I hate it so much. I'm watching TV late at night. (laughs) This comes on like five times every commercial Everyone on the bus is a great singer. Everyone. (laughs) Oh, I hate it so much. And thank you for only including a part of that clip because it's like a minute and a half commercial. I had it narrowed way down. Yeah. It started in 2008. And there are so many different versions of it. Because there's like rap version. There's a... There's a boy band there's a punk style there's like all these different versions of it but more national than <laughs> ours obviously yes. uh-huh and it's one of the most hated but most remembered commercials of all time and that is oh. a national one like that's that's yeah. ours, ours is very much local that's one that yes. like people across the world hate yes i had coworkers upset with me because of this one because <laughs> i was singing <laughs> it and then they were singing it but singing it like you didn't want to sing it. Exactly. It was just and is that still around? Are people still calling that number? 877-CASH-NOW? Okay, I mentioned it because I was talking to coworkers and trying to get their input on it. A lot of my coworkers are very upset with me for having jingles stuck in their head all week, <laughs> which our listeners probably, your listeners, yeah. your listeners. We apologize for the earworm. <laughs> but um, 
I can, did have. Can you take a salve or something like drops for earworms? Yeah, honestly. Right. I actually had one of my supervisors come over and was like, Terry, I've had this stuck in my head all night. You had to mention that at the first of the night. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Our next category is for the jingle that won't leave your head. We talked about earworms a lot. Yes. But this is the one that has stuck with you. Not even the most enduring not the most annoying. Somewhere right in the middle. Yeah, this this is one you may not hate when it's it, in your it's head. It's one where you're just walking around or yeah. going for a drive, and then all of a sudden this jumps in your head. I want my baby back ribs. Ha ha! Baby back ribs. I want my She's baby back ribs. Barbecue sauce. Oh, who knew the staff that night at Chili's would be that talented? Yeah. Someone just getting a spoon, hitting a glass. Oh, look, this guy's jumping in with the what, baritone and then what the would bass. You do? Honestly, if you were in a restaurant and someone started tapping their glass and everyone started You'd singing. You'd have to sing. But I mean, but what part would you sing? Barbecue sauce. <laughs> None of it. Uh, you know who else would sing that song? Sync in 2002. Yep. They did a little version. Yeah, It's not as good as the original. Because no, but the box dropped on Joey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and once again, I'm not getting baby back ribs at Chili's. In fact, just to double down on what you said, the guy who wrote this, his name is actually Guy Bomarito. He wrote this in 1994. He hates this song. Uh-huh. He actually wishes he never wrote it. He said, when I wrote it, I thought maybe this will be around for six weeks not 20 years at this point. Yeah. And he said... 30, maybe. He said when Chili's came to him and said, write us a jingle, he, he kind of was like, ah, this is kind of a weird project. I'm not going to bring this to my creative department. I'm going to write something on the fly. And he wrote this just as almost a jab to Chili's. And they accepted it and they loved it. And he says, I hope this isn't the only thing on my obituary. It's isn't going, that funny? It's going on his tombstone. <laughs> totally. But yeah, I love this song. And it is the one that will never leave my head. All right, Terry. Another appearance by Kit Kat. Kit Kat's a third appearance. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you're like you said, you were singing this one today. Today, I all the time. In fact, because I was giving my daughter a hard time after I picked her up from some cactus, and she's like, "Give me a break! I just swam like three miles." I'm like, "Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar." (laughs) I hate you, mom. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) But what you forgot to mention is there was a version. That was remade, shorter version. It's still could just give me a break instead of breaking me off a piece. It was just give me a break by Andrew WK. Oh, he did a he did a Kit Kat commercial. That's awesome. Hmm. You'll have to look it up. It's a okay. great one. And question for you, though, do you break them or do you take a bite out of all four <gasps> at the same time? What kind of heathen How would take a bite at the same time? Oh, I'm sorry. No, heathens. Heathens in the room. Uh, that's wrong. That's like eating string cheese. Just chomp, chomp, chomp. No. Oh, that's that's wrong. Terry, I think you're married to a <laughs> People taking a bite out of bubble tape instead okay. of pulling off yeah. the strip. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's okay. Monsters. We, this is okay. not okay. If it's four, I will break them apart. But if it's just like the two, like when you go trick-or-treating, I eat that whole thing at the same time uh, that makes sense i can see that because they're smaller and it's less of a journey right the yes. joy is in the journey though split them and then bite them the, or literally, go wafer the by wafer. literally is give me a break not give me a big old bite of that four <laughs> prong thing <laughs> give me a bite of that four prong thing <laughs> i realized <laughs> that i said it I'm like that doesn't make any sense is that what it says on the package four, four prong. delicious prongs four of chocolate prongs of chocolate <laughs> we should work in marketing uh, uh, great choice. <laughs> anyway, we found a lot about your family today. Yes, yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> okay, this is the one that I hate to say it, but at any given time, if I'm staring off into space, this is the song that's going through my head. Meow 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 meow
the most annoying right here, too. I literally, there was a skit in Divine Comedy where I just was reading someone's mind and they were saying this. Uh, so this is Meow Mix, the, the only brand that cats ask for by name. <laughs> And I, I cut it off That's there. well but, done, yeah. Uh, this was written by Shelley Palmer in 1970. He was an advertising, marketing, and technology consultant. So he he basically just wanted to catch create a catchy jingle. I mean, he did it with one word. Like now, now here's the thing: hmm. uh, Liberty just did that. Liberty, 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 Liberty. So they say one thing. Are they slurring at this point? <laughs> liberty, Liberty, Liberty. We went to the bar. <laughs> um, that's how it was written. Yeah. But Meow Mix actually has a tune to it. In fact, when I my very brief time when I took piano lessons, I learned how to play this like the, you know the Big Notes Bradley kind of books, and mm-hmm. they had the Meow Mix theme, and I learned how to play it on the on the piano, and it was actually fun to play. It's one of the reasons probably it's in my head so much. So this uh, TV spot first aired in 1974, and basically they have a cat mouthing the words to this song, mm-hmm. which they just took footage of animals and edited, looped it, and made it look like that. They made the video first, and then they said, uh, showed it to the guy who was writing the music, and they said, put music to this. Really? And he wrote uh, the, the jingle to it. <laughs> and so they became yeah, the really complicated. Yeah. Uh, the actual meowing was performed by professional singer Linda November, who in her course of 32 years as a, as a jingle singer sang approximately 22,000 jingles that wow. were played on television and radio. Got to get paid. And in fact, in 1970s, it was estimated that 75% of jingles were sung by more, no more than 30 people. Like the same people were singing all these jingles, including Linda November, the quote, jingle queen. Wow. Yeah. That's the title. And then they added, the, the, the smart thing about this is they did this jingle that was, you know, nonsensical. It was a cat meowing. Right. And then they would put a bouncing ball with subtitles yep. to kind of translate what they were saying so they could change it to whatever new thing they wanted because, you know, no one speaks cat. Um, so there you go. The meow mix theme I feel is one that just, it gets stuck in my head and I will be singing it the whole way home. Does it drive you crazy? Are you okay with that? I'm actually fine with it. It's I, like I said, I played the piano. I thought you were more of a dog person, but yeah, there you go. Dogs and cats. Yeah. They're both great. So now we're on our last category, Terry. All right. You know all the words, but you've never bought the product. All right. Let's see what you picked. Folgers in your cup. Folgers. Yeah. yeah. Short and sweet. The fresh maker. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yep. All right. So you've never bought this one. Never bought Folgers. But you know all the words. I know every single word. Yeah. This yep. is one of the, this is like a legacy commercial right yes. here. Yes. Because there's not just one. There's no. like a bunch of different versions. Yeah. Well, and they started it in 1984 and they're still using it, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Um, the lady who wrote the tune to it, her name is Leslie Pearl. And she actually wrote it while swinging on a rope swing in her New York City apartment. Really? Because it makes me think of waking up in my house on the ranch, yeah. basically. You know, the sun's mm. coming up. It's a little bit cloudy. Ranch dressing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different commercial, but I, I can yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she wrote it in New York. Yeah. Well, that was like her creative, how she got her creative juices going and got her creativity out. She had this rope swing in her apartment. Like she, we have all here recording in the studio. Yeah, right. all, we've been on rope swings this whole time. <laughs> yeah. <And> so, <laughs> we're very talented. So, yeah. And then it's been sang by famous musicians like Randy Travis, Bonnie Tyler, Aretha Franklin and Rockapella. Oh, okay. Very the lead right there. (laughs) (laughs) She was leading up to it. (laughs) Great choice. That is a great choice. Uh, So my, I never bought this, but I'll tell you what, I think the song's great. Another town, another show. Oh, wait. Is that Randy Travis? (laughs) It's not Rockapella. No, because I'll tell you what. 
I love Randy Travis's voice, first of all, but I think he's a great singer. And it felt like it gave Folgers Coffee some legitimacy when he started singing it, in my mind. Yeah. But, like, in my mind, I, I could sing along with, like, it's the caffeinated too. Not this version, but another version sang that. There's one with, like, river dancers. There's, like, another version with, like, a, a farmer going out to his farm. And every time, I, I feel like I'm talking over Randy. I feel yeah, please don't. Blasphemous. Hold on. We'll let, we'll let him hit this last note this by himself. solo? Randy. I feel like so we awesome. were just, Randy and I were just cuddling and he's going <laughs> to wake up early and make me some folders. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, uh, Terry, I had to pick the same one because this is one I, I, I don't drink coffee. And so to me, uh, this was an ad that for some reason resonated with me though. And it was that kind of that homegrown, home yeah, felt. It's it, was, it was the yeah. Christmas one when the sun comes Peter home, comes right? Home. Yep. 1985, uh, the ad from <laughs> Peter Comes Home. Peter Comes Home is the name to the commercial. Don't you remember that? The guy comes home and his little sister's there and then like... Oh, hold on. Like the little sister. And then, I feel and like then, I'm watching military come home videos right and now. And then they crying. start like brewing yep. the coffee and the parents wake up. She comes out, the mom comes out of the stairs and she's like, Peter. And then she hugs him. Then they remade it in 2009. It was a little creepy. Yeah. Oh, so totally, yeah. yeah. Watch the old one. But yeah, this is one where I feel like it, it, Folgers was also the one who did the uh, we've switched the the high brand coffee with Folgers crystals. Let's see how they react. Like that's that's them. And so I think their marketing department's doing a great job because even for non coffee drinkers, this this is a commercial that I remember. That yeah. I remember the jingle. I remember the product. And so, it's a slower jingle too. Yeah, it's like one that builds. Like this is like a minute long commercial. Uh, it's kind of beautiful. Yeah, put it out there. So thank you for making it classy because I'm about to make it a little bit tacky. <laughs> I've never bought these and I always wanted to. Huggies? The thing about a bonbon, it's almost always gone. Bonbons are right size. Bonbons are right size. 20 ice cream bells in their chocolatey shells. The thing about a bonbon, they're almost always gone. Gone. How have you never bought yeah, these? How have you never bought bonbons? You are a movie critic, and they are Kent, sold at movie theaters. You literally, they, they are Kent, not bonbons. They are dryer's dibs now. Okay. You can, bonbons you can wa- don't exist anymore. You can literally walk into a store and buy these. There's no law against it, Kent. Bonbons <laughs> don't exist anymore. Well, they don't now, but you can still buy like bonbons. I can't buy 20 ice cream bells in their chocolatey shells. <laughs> you can. You can make them, for crying out loud. You it's can make ice cre- these? Well, it's ice cream in a chocolate shell. That's it? <laughs> Yes, it's a bonbon. When I was eight years old, I'm like, I want bonbons so bad. I mean, that's a very bombastic song. <laughs> Definitely not Folgers. Bombastic. <laughs> but my mom would never buy us treats like that. And I always wanted to. Even when I made my own money, I never went to the store when they were available. Oh, we need to get you some bonbons. Kid. Or they're called dryer's dibs now. But so there's th- generic bonbons out there. They don't call them bonbons. All right, next time I'm there's coming, I'm bringing bonbons. you bonbons. <laughs> How many times have we said the word bond on the show? <laughs> they don't <laughs> exist anymore. Which is we said more and on the show. Bond or meow. James Bond show. Bonbond. James Bonbond. <laughs> Anyways, bonbons. For some reason, this is one of my most memorable commercial jingles when I was young, and I still crave them. But you've never had them. Never you had even them. know what they in taste fact, like. I think I'm going to be stubborn and never eat them just because I put just them so in this category. This. Yeah, exactly. Makes so sense. thank you for classing it huh. up, and I'm apparently add bonbons. A, a bonbon is just a term for a small chocolate confection with yeah. something inside. Yeah, but that's not what I mean. I, mean I know you mean, you mean ice the, cream bells. It says specifically in the United States, the phrase bonbon can also refer to the Hershey Company's trademark name of a frozen confection made of, from vanilla ice cream and covered in chocolate. That's all it is. Kent, when you've eaten those uh, chocolate so wait, bars. When I've gone to Dairy Queen and they do the chocolate dip cone. You can call that a bonbon. That's, that's not a bonbon. It's not a bell. But you're getting the same exact <laughs> texture and taste. <laughs> 
I, just, I want to alleviate your mind that you didn't miss out, Kent. There's still hope. Oh, but did they know there were 20 Please. in every carton? Listener, what if there let, were 19? Let Kent know where he can find these uh, bonbon knockoffs, we'll yeah. call them. Uh, please buy me some dibs. I will take them. Dibs on the dibs. Yes, please. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, there we go. Those that, are our commercial jingles. That's like 30 commercials we just got through. We hope we brought back some nostalgia for you and that you enjoyed your time listening. <laughs> and then we want to know. We want to know which one of these got stuck in your head. Which one of these are you still singing at the end of the episode? Let us know on Facebook. Let us know on Instagram. Let us know on Twitter. Because we want to hear from you about what jingles you know and love and hate. Terry. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, thank for you for me. bringing us back into the 80s and 90s, sometimes 60s. Yep. You know, so, <laughs> but uh, before we go, yeah, if there's anyone you'd like to plug or anything you'd like to plug, um, any projects. I want to, well, first, I want to thank my husband, Mike, and my daughter, Annika, for coming to support me. Except for they eat Kit Kats just by the prong How hole. They dare they? Raisin, oatmeal raisin cookies. Yes, they do. My husband, Lord Mike. That's why oh, I'm a lady. Yes, he has a title. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Lord Mike. Child. Yes. <laughs> he wanted me to say that his favorite commercial jingle was Flat Buns by Carl's Jr. Oh, <laughs> Flat <yeah>. Buns. <laughs> they got Flat Buns. And then um, I do have a podcast that me and my husband are on. It's called the Paranormal Peeps Podcast. Yes, it where, is. Um, it's a paranormal one. Go. And you can find that on Spotify. You can find it at Spotify, Amazon. Perfect. I, and we actually talked a little bit more about it. Patreon.com. We just released a Pagan bit. Uh, last week where we talked a little more about what their show is and, and what it does. And it sounds very interesting. Yeah. You can go and listen to our most recent episode where we talk about spending the night in a tuberculosis hospital in Idaho. Ooh. On purpose? On purpose. <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Terry. Appreciate yes. having you. And finally. Yes. Thank again. you. Yeah, I was going to say thank you. you. Finally again. That's, yeah. that's a good thank way to put you. it. Uh, we hope you enjoyed yourself. And we'd also like to give, take a moment to thank our patrons, which includes Sweet Bottom Cakes, Jessica Drought, Sean Sanquist, Plot Twist Media, Lady Terry A. Findlay. Oh, thank yeah. you. Uh, just Plain Old Kyler, Jennifer Kielkowski, Glowclin Daniel, Braden Winterton, Babs, Allison Gall, Alicia Bass, Adrian Gray, and Adamant and Rachel Crump. We'd also like to thank our Bacon Council, which includes The Shadow. Stephen Ross, Ryan and Marley Farron, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Nicole D. Kale, Go Nights Go, Mots, I'm going to call them Mats, Chris Anderson, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, and Reverse Listener. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. We really do appreciate it. You help us keep doing what we're doing here in the Bacon Cave on these rope swings. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me pouring with Quickwits, who are now doing live shows nice. on stage. Starts this Saturday. Yes, I enjoyed their summer of fun. Uh, for more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. But let me do Zach's part. Yeah. If who's you, appearing in a play at the Desert Star Playhouse. Yes, he is. So you can see him for the next two weeks, at least. Yeah. Doing a Newsies parody. Oh, it goes all the yes. way through August. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. through August. Yeah. yeah, it goes through August. It's going to be a little busy. Terry, we may, may need to have you back. <laughs> Just give me a call. <laughs> so uh, you can support us financially at patreon.com slash bacon sale support starts at just three dollars a month yeah the price of a bonbon <laughs> is is that <laughs> like you get wait three i bonbons. got bonbons for three dollars well, probably three time? for three dollars i'm betting but not 20 ice cream bells and their chocolatey shells probably not but yeah you can get uh weekly bacon bits and there's other there's merch opportunities uh you could be on a show as well yes about jingles yeah for more details go to patreon.com slash bacon sale to learn all about what it means to be a patron of bacon sale mm -hmm. Also, check out our store, tpublic.com slash bacon, where we have a variety of merch. You can get stickers. You can get mugs. Uh, t shirts. You can get mugs. You can get laptop cases. We have all sorts of designs there. We're going to be releasing some more uh, soon as well. Yes. So keep an eye there. So until next time, we're Bacon Cell. Which is the one where Michelle Rodriguez is killed? Four. 
That's the one I like best. Man. Four of those songs are about cats. We have a filler for Zach this week because I it prefer is to call her a guest. Darth Maul's my man, man. Darth Maul's my mouth? Yeah. No. Are you going to swear? When have I sworn? Yeah. <laughs> so don't lick it. <laughs> <laughs> you can lick it. <laughs> well, you know that's going on the outro. <laughs> you know by saying that that's going on the outro. Yeah, way to go, Terry. You got trapped. It's electronic music. They just reuse the same sample. There's an eight-year-old and an animated tiger. He wouldn't dive into this lava pit. <laughs> Good. They're, They're right. great. Pizza! You're like, <laughs> I'm running I think it's like your war cry. That would be my war cry. <laughs> I'm breaking the law, but Mento. By Menon. Quiet commercial. Be quiet. Wherever he went, he went. Otherwise, it would kill you. So you're going for an older choice again. Yeah, I'm by the way, I'm like an ENFP or ENFJ, one of those two. I'm like a yellow and blue. After these messages... We'll be right back. He flipped the table and it became a piano, Joel. You guys. Who knew the staff that night at Chili's would be that talented? No, heathens. Heathens in the room. That's like eating string cheese. Just chomp, chomp, chomp. No. Oh, that's that's wrong. Give me a big old bite of that four-prong <laughs> thing. Give me a bite of that four-prong thing. <laughs> It's so, so easy, easy to rent to own. Call 5322-002. I'm Tom Shane. Rent to own. 5322-002. You want to bring your sweetheart on the corner of the couch for two days? <laughs> you can do it. <laughs>